to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. My name is Tina Hollenbeck, and as you might recall, my friend and colleague Jenny Tetzner and I each have two children, close in age to each other. We had a wonderful time homeschooling them, but we and our kids always felt a little odd in our local homeschooling circles because our families are so small by homeschool standards. And then, as our kids grew and we began to become mentors of sorts, I always felt a little bit out of my element when parents who have several children ask for my advice. But that's where our experienced friends with large families can jump in and help. And today we're going to hear from two of them, Vivian Lawyer and Shelley Schaun. Welcome, ladies, to the podcast. I've been delighted about this all week because while I know one of you, I still can't wait to hear everything about your family. And Shelley, I can't wait to hear all about your family. So let's start by having you tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. And also how long you've been homeschooling and the ages of your children. Vivian, would you like to start? I would love to start. So I just finished 27 years of homeschooling. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) I have six kids. They are 31, 29, 24, 20, and 18-year-old twins. And I'm jealous. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I you really are? am. You yep. wanted twins? Yeah. No, just 20. You just wanted six kids? Yes. <laughs> yes. So my other interests, because I do have other interests besides homeschooling, <laughs> just include scrapbooking, writing letters, playing pickleball, and meeting up with friends, preferably over food. <laughs> but I'll take them any way I can get them. Which is why I love you, Vivian. Yes. Shelly, what about you? Well, I have seven children. Their ages are 29, 19, have a 10-year gap, twins that are 17, uh, 15, 13, and 9. Wow. So So you're obviously still in the midst of homeschooling where Vivian just retired. Yes. Uh, (laughs) It's true. My older daughter, obviously way older, uh, is married. I have one grandbaby and another on the way. And jealous again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, babies are great. Babies are really great. Yeah. So, and our a little bit different from our family situation, our older daughter was in public school her whole school career. Mm. So, after that 10 year gap is when we started homeschooling, and that was in 2007. So, 14 years. Wow. All right. And what else do you like to do when you're not homeschooling? Sleep. uh read i like to do genealogy but i don't have time for that really very Mm -hmm. much um a little bit of crafting and stuff but mostly right now it's in the thick of it with you know feeding laundering (laughs) you know that kind of stuff absolutely and i happen to know ladies that you are very good friends can you tell our listeners how you guys met each other do you remember the real way yes the old way yes so our older daughters are very similar in age Uh, and uh, so we met at keepers at home and then when we when I had twins, mm-hmm. then we reconnected. Called me and said, "Oh boy, I will talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> so that's, so after that, that's really when you know, we yeah, haven't left each other's <laughs> since that. The bond was yes. solidified, yes. right? right there. <laughs> yes. Um, 
traumatic time. (laughs) So what led each of you to start homeschooling? You guys pick who wants to go first. I'll go first. All right. The short answer for us is we wanted to be the biggest influence in our children's lives. Mm -hmm. We didn't want peers to do that. Mm -hmm. Of course, as you get into it, you know, you realize there's, you can customize things and kids need different things and that kind of thing. But the bottom line was we didn't, we didn't want peers to be their biggest influence. Mm -hmm. Had you seen that happen with your oldest? Uh, A little bit. I mean, she was a, a, you know, good kid, didn't get Mm -hmm. in any trouble or anything. The other thing that we saw, which we did see with our older daughter was I would never say school is a waste of time. I will say there is a lot of time wasted in school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, we, you know, we saw that and thought we could redeem some of that time. Vivian? Okay. For me, um, we actually had a relative who started homeschooling about two years, maybe when Courtney was one. So two years before we looked into it and we were intrigued. And then we were going to a church actually that had a number of homeschoolers and were observing their families and thought, wow, they have some really amazing things going on with their kids, with their Mm -hmm. families. We were attracted by that. And then when Courtney was three, we went to a homeschool conference Mm -hmm. and we were like, wow, Overwhelmed? Yeah. I bet. We're like, <laughs> how daring you do this? <laughs> oh, so overwhelmed in a good way. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We were like, everything yeah. was kind of pointing in the same direction. There was a little bit of nervousness when we got into it, but there was so much good around us to encourage us and make us curious enough that we wanted that for our own kids. And I would say that, you know, maybe following God's call on, on our life, at that point, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't where we started, but that's where it seemed like God was pointing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I, I said, wow, because homeschooling conferences can be quite overwhelming for newcomers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you guys were in it to win it. We and were. win it, you did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. Uh, that leads us right to this uh, next question that I know everyone is always curious about. This is the big one, ladies. Mm-hmm. And that is... Um, Shelly, what are some of the resources that you used along the way? Well, I would say the biggest one, and this is not a paid advertisement, is (laughs) uh, teaching textbooks. The more kids you have, (laughs) the more math becomes overwhelming. Uh And uh, there came a point, you know, where we were just like, uh, I cannot keep up with this anymore. I can't grade in a timely manner, yeah. <laughs> these, these math, uh, you know, two weeks later, like, uh, can you fix that? I don't even remember what I did, mom. Right. Math is um, kind of one of those things you have to keep up right. by. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. You can't just say, yeah, I don't feel like doing math. So teach <laughs> my girls textbooks. do, but you know. yeah, well, my kids want to do that. Yes. They want we may to have said that. it. I don't know. <laughs> Another one is either reading out loud or audiobooks because that kind of levels ah. the playing field for all different age groups all at once. Ah. Audiobooks a little bit better because I can be doing something in the kitchen also while listening along instead of sitting and reading. But my kids had all, you know, different ages, different reading abilities. And that just was a nice thing that we could all do together. And then to stay organized and help with scheduling and chores, um, that kind of thing. I, I really liked, I just took the tidbits that I could use out of them. It's a little overwhelming, but Terry Maxwell's 
managers of their homes and managers of their chores, which I know some people look at and go, no, no, no. <laughs> but um, yeah. for me, I just was able to take what I needed out of there. And I wanted to do that, but then I felt like we only had two kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't really need too much color. So Especially if it's a boy and a girl. Like, yeah, you know, I have I five know. boys in the middle. Right. And uh, so, so, I mean, I've heard about her stuff for years, but again, only two kids, right. kind of whatever. So what are some of the highlights of that system that yeah. Well, we're drawn to. There's the two. One's more for like managing your house okay. and your time. Mm-hmm. And the other one's for the chores for the kids. Mm. And I that one was actually really helpful, especially in the early stages when you don't have readers and stuff. Like you can like make a little cards for them that shows a laundry basket or whatever, mm-hmm. that type of thing. She was as a real minute to minute scheduler. And I'm not like that. I'm more of a routine person. Just move through the routine in the same yes. time frame each day without mm-hmm. scheduling every minute of my day. Like, right. You know, but I mean, she gives you ideas on there of what to do during those times, what other kids could be doing at the same time you're doing something else, you know, and it just really helped me. Yeah. And again, isn't that the same? It doesn't even matter. You, you use that as the layout and that gives you ideas and you're free to use it how you see fit. Which I think sometimes people are like, well, I need to finish every page in this book. I need to do it every single way that you, you know, this book says. That's, you know, make it and make it your own. It's not like, honey, we need to have 12 more kids because I want to use the keepers (laughs) of the home. (laughs) And then Jeff's like, honey, we'll just get some cats to Tina, right? (laughs) But you can't train cats. I don't care. No, things they They don't. That's good grief. Yes. (laughs) Vivian, what about you? What were some of your great resources? Well, I need to piggyback off of um, Shelly's comment about managers of the home. So... I'll get back to the resources, but keeping your house organized mm-hmm. is Shelly's like, and I admire her. Like every time uh, I go to her house, I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow, where's your stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still wondering. I was just there a couple of days ago. I'm still wondering where her stuff is. Anyway. And you've been to my houses in two states. I know. Oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> I have and three locations <laughs> and it's still not available for my, dis- for my, Viewing. Pleasure. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Anyway, it's so, so important. And managers of their home, I, I own that book. And, um, <laughs> I, I used to own that book. And uh, it was so overwhelming. I just couldn't do it. Mm. Um, but I did use another system. I started off with organizers, And, you know, they all had these little cards and they had to take them down each day. And that helped me visually be able to see what are you doing? What haven't you done? And there was a little system, a reward system set up with that. And that was really great when I had three kids. And then the twins came and woo, life got really <laughs> out of hand. And um, managers at homes were just like too much. I, by that point, I was, I was too far gone. But I had to have an organizing thing. And so from there, I just had to start developing my own and putting things mm-hmm. on, the, on the pantry door. But when it comes to resources... The very first thing actually that came to my mind was going to a homeschool convention. For me personally, they were like a retreat. You're speaking my language, Vivian. You're <laughs> speaking my language. They're like a retreat. And I, I got challenged, but I was always moved to what I needed to focus on. Uh, maybe something going on in a kid's life. They just like totally changed my world. Every spring... I would go to one of these conferences Mm -hmm. and I would always leave a different person. It was fun, of course, to see curriculum, 
in person. <laughs> That's really nice and super helpful. Yeah. Yes. But um, just really as far as a resource, I really, really enjoyed the homeschool conferences. I piggyback on Shelley's thought about the reading aloud. Mm. We chose sunlight not until the twins were born. Mm. Prior to that, we were doing some reading aloud, but sunlight was kind of the glue that kept us together, mm. gave us focus, you know, any program with literature-based history where we were just reading, reading, reading. Yeah. Our kids were going and reading at their level, and it was, it was great. So that was really um, kind of a strong point for us was, was that, just having that literature to bring us together in the, the time that around the table or the couch. couch. The couch. <laughs> that, that homeschool convention thing is the truth because from the time the kids were, well, since we first began homeschooling, Mm-hmm. So little wee thing. Yeah. And we still go. We have one coming up here in August and mostly because now we, we have the homeschool loft. So <laughs> I'm the representative going to the, <laughs> oh, Tina's keeping yes. the, everything keep done. the home fires yep. burning, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's true. You know, you come together, you are reminded that you're, there are far more of us, right? Mm-hmm. That can do really great things when we get mm-hmm. together. Then there are of the ones out there, I would have to say. I just think when you go to the homeschool convention, especially now, you're like, there are a lot of homeschools, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I've been to a couple of them, not every year, but yeah, it's always very encouraging. And yeah, you see the the moms and the dads with like seven or eight children and they're all taken along behind. And <laughs> Or you do what I do and take by, no children. Go by yourself, that's right? What I yes, that's too. also excellent. <laughs> go alone. <laughs> yeah. Or it wouldn't have been a retreat. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it's a retreat, it's right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's super yeah. important to me. Yeah. Refreshing. That read aloud idea is interesting because Jenny and I both did that a lot too, even though we just had the two kids. So, and they were close in age. But. Now we're less. We just had the two kids. So. <laughs> Six cats saying, between us and two kids. That's something in common that we <laughs> yeah, have, though. Yeah, so for different reasons, maybe. But. Yes. And the read aloud, I think, is one so of good. the things for large families that allows them to have all those ages and focus on one particular historical time period of time where everybody yes. can participate. Mm-hmm. You can do different crafts at different ages, different books at different yes. ages. You can go to field trips and the kids are always absorbing. Yeah. So whether you think they're learning yeah. at the right level isn't important. They're mm-hmm. always absorbing. Amen. Yeah. Or get levels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> grades are Thank for you me. For, yeah, grades children. are for me, right? <laughs> have you talked to any large family homeschoolers who have a separate quote unquote grade level for every child? And are they able to make it work or is it like, no, you really can't? I have never heard of anybody doing a separate history level or, and science level and math level. And ever, no, I've never heard. Every yeah. all the large families I know have combined mm-hmm. mostly history and sometimes science, science and right. um, at least grouping your children into groups. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like my older three are the first two are two years apart, then four years, and so those three kind of got grouped. The first two definitely. The third one usually kind of got lost in the middle <laughs> and then there was another four years and then there was only two years between the fourth born and the twins okay so they definitely everything was being handled together other okay. than math yeah um, i kind of did my oldest and then my next three kind of go together because that's my twins next one down okay saves a lot of time saves yeah. a lot of energy and there's no reason that the third grader also can't just sit and listen and at least hear a 
historical fact or a name or whatever. And then the next time they hear it, they go, oh, yeah, I'm, I've heard of that before. Yeah, it's like building so, scaffolding in yeah, their brains, you know, right. little hooks or something, right? <laughs> and funny story about like repeating, like having kids, you know, when they're spread out, you don't know how many, you know, every large family has a different spread. And you don't know when you'll be done. Right. Right. Yes, so right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so like when I did history the first time through, some of the books were read alouds and some were readers for them. Mm-hmm. So they read them. And I was kind of disappointed that I missed out because the books were so good mm-hmm. that, that when we when we did it the second time, I tried to read the readers <laughs> yeah. out loud. And then assign the read-alouds to them. So I got to enjoy more of the books that way. That's cool. (laughs) And you get to learn stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm on my, like, fourth time through ancient history. You're an expert. (laughs) Jealous. I'm still learning. See these books sitting right here? I'm sitting next to the bookshelf. and Those are your readers. Yeah, and I always, every time. Every time I come down here, this is just a sampling, right? Obviously, we have tons more. And I was like, I'm going to read all these books, every <laughs> book on the shelf for sure. I tell my kids that. Look, we have a ton of bookshelves. If you just read every book on the yeah. shelf and I kidding? never taught you anything, you'd be the yep. smartest person I know. Yep, yes. They're not going to do that. But Total complete education. <laughs> my family is getting ready to move. And so my older daughters, who still lives at home, were packing up books, you know, curriculum right. and also literature. And we're kind of cataloging them as well. I have not numbered them yet. It's insane, right? <laughs> and we were thinking the same thing. If we would have read a third of these, yes, right. like we would have had like the equivalent of PhD, everything. For sure. Just, right. Yeah. You guys, right. we can still do this. Oh, I mean, especially yeah. you, you two well, can yeah. still. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, so I'm three of us learning. are retired and Shelly's still in the <laughs> midst. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're done too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, what about particular challenges that you gals have faced along the way? Vivian, you want to take that one first? Okay. So I have a 13-year spread between my oldest and the twins. And when the twins were born, the oldest was 13. I had an 11-year-old. I had a 6-year-old, a 2-year-old, and the twins. Mm. And life was just utter chaos. So I had a kid who was, you know, definitely into the teens Mm-hmm. I had another one, a preteen. I had one who was just in elementary school. You know, life a very was active good. boy, the first yes, boy in the family, first right? Boy. Mm-hmm. And then I had a child who was struggling to talk. Mm-hmm. And then I had the twins. And boy, it just seemed like I needed a grip. I needed to get a grip on how to do life with this much chaos. So. I think for large homeschool families, it's even more important to make sure your kids are becoming independent learners mm-hmm. as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them can't. That's okay. Some of them can't. Exactly. S- some kids are always going to need more of your attention, more input from you, and you need to carve out time for those kids and work that into the nap times or mm-hmm. the downtime in the evening or however you're going to work it out. And the other life-saving thing is to teach your children to do chores as soon as they are able to do a chore Mm -hmm. because you don't have time to do all these chores, right? Mm -hmm. And these are just good life skills. You know, people should be teaching their kids to do chores and to help the family. We work as a team. Mm -hmm. So that, 
has always been important to us. But after just the number of kids and the twins, it was like, oh, this is this is essential. Mm-hmm. This is an optional. This mm-hmm. is essential yeah, in order to exactly. survive. Wow. So yeah, just getting yeah, a real have, good handle. At this on point, it. we almost kind of have to go back in time a little bit and remember what it's like while we're trying to feed a newborn and, you know, there's a toddler off moisturizing their whole entire body in the bathroom. <laughs> Yes, that really happened. And, you know, you still got kids that are trying to do whatever, you know, and mom, I don't understand this math problem. And think, you know, they do grow up. Mm -hmm. You move past that. You teach them to help. But for a while there, when, especially when they're, you have babies, toddlers, elementary teens. Yes. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot. Any one of those stages for, you know, one kid, you know, to go through all of the stages Mm -hmm. all at once Mm -hmm. is kind of (laughs) different. A different experience for sure. So, but the other thing I would say that was a challenge was different learning abilities. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I got, you know, when I started, I was all gung-ho. I bought all this stuff and I thought, this is going to be great. I'm going to use this for every kid. (laughs) I'm going to save so much money. (laughs) Yep. Buy it once and you're done, right? It's going to be so great. And Uh, no, it didn't didn't work for the next one. Yeah, it was a little bit frustrating, a little bit overwhelming. You're like, am I a failure here? What is going on? But that was a big challenge because I wasn't expecting that, especially because my first homeschooler was, you know, your typical learn to read right on time. Uh I was like, oh, this is working great. And then I I always say I'm glad my second child was not my first one or I would have given up. Uh (laughs) I would have been, this does not work. Yeah. We're done. God was good. He was very good. And um, yeah, I learned a lot about that kind of stuff. I would add too, with that whole differences in learning style, don't be afraid to switch curriculum because that that was needed along the way. And you mentioned before audiobooks as a group thing, but actually one of my children was just a really strong auditory learner. Mm. And so for history one year, and she participated in our group reading, but she wasn't really strong as a reader. And so I found an entire history series audio on audio, and she did all of her books on audio. Mm. And that's what she needed at that time. She's a voracious reader now, but at the time... She wasn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, keeping up with the adapting to to your kids. And I would say, I should say this now because, you know, I'm now done. Um, <laughs> that getting through the teen years mm-hmm. was a challenge. Mm-hmm. It was a challenge. And when the first one hit teens, I had newborn twins. Yeah. And then by the time the second one is into teens, I've got uh, toddlers going yeah. You know, it just it it just got harder and harder. Yeah. Um until, you know, these last few years and it's hard to keep yourself yourself personally, yes. your head in the game, mm-hmm. your heart in the mm-hmm. in your homeschooling and not let everything, you know, take control. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, it's like when I when I graduated the first one, she was like, she walked across that stage and I was like, it was worth it. Mm. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. Like there were times I didn't know if it was worth it. Yeah. Mm. But that, that was it. Like yeah. when, when she walked across that stage, I was like, if I hadn't homeschooled her, I would not have had all this time. Mm. 
with her. And so that helped solidify my desire to homeschool all my kids. But the more teenagers I had, Mm -hmm. the more difficult it became. And so pressing on and finding encouragement, you know, Mm -hmm. these last probably five or six years, I have had to reach out and find more people Mm -hmm. with teenagers Mm -hmm. to talk to, to, you know, walk with me. Yeah. And, you know, like Shelly said, you get off to this good start. Woo! This is going to be fun. <laughs> you know, and kids sometimes when they're young, they're like really yeah, energized like, and excited about learning. Yeah. And it just, it isn't always, it isn't always peaches and cream. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of, so just that overwhelming. I mean, I'm sure, you know, we just, there's four of us, mom, dad, son, daughter, cat, dog. We you don't, don't have, have a dog. dog. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Listen. Because I she used- wanted a dog. <laughs> she wanted more kids and a dog. Apparently. Actually, <laughs> I will give you that Listen. cat I was talking about. <laughs> that was actually a model of my family. Brother, sister, mom, talk. I'm trying to be serious here. You guys, guess what? Overwhelming. Yeah. With just the two kids for us, it's, it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So what do you do, ladies? You have these real life heart issues, especially talking, I mean, it's hard with just one when just one of your children is going through something hard and just the overwhelming heart, you know, you, you, what does the overwhelming heart do? You know, sometimes I know for myself, I was with my purse on my shoulder <laughs> by the back door because I felt overwhelmed. But I mean, tell us about how you guys kind of dealt with that. Just, you know, when you had times when it was just all too overwhelming. Well, there were definitely times when it was. And for me, I don't remember who told me this. I don't remember if I saw it online or somebody told me in person. But they said, people first. Mm. And there were times, especially with me being the way I am about keeping my house a certain way, <laughs> that I just had to go forget the things. And things can include homeschooling. Uh, absolutely. Sometimes you just have to deal with the people. You have to feed the people, you have to love the people, you have to hug the people, you have to launder their clothes, and you just have to let the other stuff go. That's good. And that can include school, and that's okay. And you'll make it up another day, another time, another month, another year. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You just have to let go. Yeah. Can I say something really quick because it's about people? people? My husband one time said, because let's not kid ourselves, everybody. The, the teenage years can be a little bit, you're not quite sure. Because one minute you're like, wow, you're just, you're so intelligent and amazing and great. And you're at the top of the world. The next thing you know, you're like, I'm not quite sure what's happening. Like, <laughs> wait, hello? What happened, right? And our kids are great kids. But I remember my husband one time, we're laying in bed and he's, you just got to look at them like people. Like, we probably wouldn't hang out with those people right now. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. He's like, those people probably wouldn't be our friends. <laughs> So, but yeah. you have to love them anyway. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Well, and ladies, I mean, Shelly, it's so good that you guys said that. And, I, and Vivian, you were nodding your head as she was saying that too, because you've all graduated kids, despite the fact that you didn't always do math every day, or you didn't always do history. And so, I mean, your kids are living proof that people first and that works, yeah. right? <laughs> and I would say when you're overwhelmed, find somebody to talk to, Yep. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that was going to be one Whether of mine. it's your spouse, a friend, you know. I would choose a homeschooling friend because a non-homeschooling friend might say, well, just put them in school. What are you, right? yeah. why, why are you making your life harder? <laughs> you know, so support is important too. You're not alone. That's definitely one of mine is get the support you need to 
do what you need to do. So if you need to just do better at organizing your home, get the support you need. Mm -hmm. If you need somebody to just listen to you cry something out or talk something out, find that person and get that support you need because it's hard when you feel like you're alone and you're drowning Mm -hmm. and you just need something to pick you up and keep you going and, you know, find something to focus on. I mean, God is obviously the number one thing we should focus on. And so sometimes we just need to get alone with God Mm -hmm. and that's our source you know, sometimes God gives us friends as a source, a husband as a source. For some people, it's exercise. That's not my thing. <laughs> for some people, that's not my thing either. <laughs> they really like to like go for a run or whatever, if that's your thing. Right. But yeah, find the support you need. And, and don't feel guilty about it. And right? Don't feel guilty because that's going to make you a better you mm-hmm. to do what you need to do, what you've been called to do. If you're called to homeschool your kids and you're, you're just drowning and feeling like you are just over the top. You you need to reach out. You need to figure out what do I need? Do I need this or that and do that? Um, and the other thing is with our kids, when things are difficult, uh, there's challenges, we need to look at each of our kids individually mm. and to figure out where each of them are at. So what do each of them need? Because sometimes it's easy to overlook certain kids like the kid who's, you know, seemingly like just getting things done may need you on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. So we need to really, as part of dealing with the challenges in the home, it's like figure out what each kid is needing. If they're acting up, there's probably a reason. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what about some of the biggest blessings from being a large homeschooling family? Shelly? Uh, I would say that your, the siblings can be each other's best friends. They'll also be, you know, <laughs> fighting. Really, it does make for a very close-knit uh, group of siblings. Mm-hmm. They're each other's friends first. And, you know, yes, they'll still fight. Yes, they'll still bicker, as we call it in our house. But they love each other, and mm-hmm. they get to see each other at their best and their worst. And I think my kids really came alongside the ones that were falling behind a little bit and didn't just supported them and didn't make them feel like they were, I I just can't imagine what it would have been like for my struggling learner to be in school. Mm -hmm. And, and I just think the siblings just said, well, that's just how he is. And we'll just Mm -hmm. keep on going. And, you know, they didn't, they know their soft spots and they try not to hit them. You know, another benefit I think is it's efficient. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how large families with public schoolers deal with scheduling and yes. being yeah. under someone else's authority on their time. Oh, I just, I don't understand. I, it, I just getting up, getting everybody on the bus, getting everybody lunches. What it's just so much more efficient. Even with a large family, we don't spend eight hours a day on yeah, school. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it just, I mean, we can kick it out. You know, Did you hear that? Everybody, <laughs> not eight hours how, a day. how many hours a day with, with six kids? Well, and yeah. you have one well, recent you know, graduate, all, but yeah, it's all broken up, you know, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, we spend a good, hours in the morning and then in the afternoon you know I'm working individually so I mean it's it doesn't seem as I mean I all our friends that have public schoolers or their kids friends were like wow you're done already <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do this and that after school you're like right. no I they don't just, have homework all night long right, right? Yeah, yeah you know yeah. like I always joke and say you know if you have a public school kid and you're doing homework with them all evening 
you're homeschooling. Just homeschool, <laughs> that's, right? Oh, that's a, such a great point. <laughs> like you're doing the, the work, you yeah. know, just get the benefits of it. Exactly. So. exactly. And that's really our fun. other big blessing about homeschooling is off-season vacations. Yes. Uh, the second week of September is the greatest yes. time to go anywhere. There's no lines. I mean, I'm amusement parks, museums. It doesn't matter. Everyone's on that first week of school and we're off having fun. Mm. And for us, it's usually the second week of May. Oh, <laughs> right before everyone gets right before done. Before everybody yeah. gets done. Yeah. What would you add to the blessings part, Vivian? Well, she really covered everything. Um, <laughs> the only other thing that uh, came to my mind was just when you have a reach of kids over a span of time, there are blessings really for the older kids who get a chance to be involved in some of that caretaking, mm-hmm. some of the um, like helping out with the learning. And we all know that if you teach something to somebody, you usually learn it better. Mm-hmm. So just having some of those skills added into their day naturally because there's extra kids around actually is a blessing for them. And you see that those younger kids don't get it. They don't have that same blessing. So um, I really think that that is beneficial. I feel like those older kids really got more uh, and not of, just school stuff, like life yes, skills. Life like skills, you can yeah. have, I have a 15 year old, you know, a 15 year old son at one point that was taking care of, you know, a little toddler girl, you know, like yeah. there's, that's not a normal thing for a 15 year old boy to excel right. at. Yeah. He, I mean, I, I could leave the house and he would take care of everything. It was, yeah. it was great. Now yeah. the young, my youngest son, I don't think he could babysit a toddler because <laughs> he didn't have that experience, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, that's so interesting. Cause I think some people would tend to think, Oh, the older kids kind of get the shaft, yep, right? Because they, they have to be they independent learners. And you're with the younger ones because you have to be, mm-hmm. right? But that's such an interesting different twist on yeah. on thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. You must have some tricks and strategic plans for to make this right. homeschool life joyful, wonderful, and worth telling people all about. What are some of the tips and tricks that you could share? Some strategies. My first one is we pray at the start of every school day. Uh-huh. And I always say, Lord, Teach us what you want us to learn today, because that might be a science fact or it might be unclogging the toilet. Right? <laughs> I don't, you know, but there's something to be learned every day. It's mm-hmm. not always out of a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's how we start every day. Yeah, that's great. And that is a um, strategic plan, isn't yeah. it? Seriously, and we forget about for, that, right? It's good for the kids to hear too. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I would imagine it'd be something that, I mean, I forgot about it and I only have two kids, right? So if you're busy running around changing diapers and this and that and managing a teenager's hormones like okay we won't pray we'll just move on right but, yeah some yeah, days you're you like I, well you know and there's some days that yeah. You, and yeah you're like oops i forgot that today because yeah. i had to just get on with a doctor's appointment or right. usually that's right. what distracts us and you can tell the difference though yeah huh? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and what's kind of sure. cool about that too is we know that prayer is powerful and that god every time it, it's amazing right how he just kind of ties in your day with something maybe you've talked about you, you know and then all of a sudden you're like wait or a word that you see that you just learned last week. Yeah. And you're like, gosh, now I'm seeing that word everywhere. Exactly. Like it's just it's <laughs> all come comes from? together, you know. So, so but good. we also talked about some of the things already, like combining <clears throat> ages is a really good tip and trick for people who have multiple ages. The other thing I would say, going back to like time machine, you know, they always say, sleep when the baby sleeps. Mm. I say teach, teach when, when the baby naps. Yes. <laughs> like too. I made my kids nap 
way longer than they probably should have. But it was it. That's when I got stuff done. So I was really took me a long time to drop the morning nap. It took me a well, when they wanted to give up that afternoon nap, I just kept putting them down anyways. They usually went through a phase where they would fall back asleep. But at some point, you can change it to quiet time or read alone time or whatever. That's but, what I was going to say. Is sometimes it just becomes you have an hour in your room on your bed reading books. Yeah, that's, because that's you have to capitalize on that in order to get some of that one-on-one time with some of those older kids. Yeah, That's yeah. super important. Another thing I don't know if you did was um, having school-only buckets. Hmm. So in order to keep, you know, it's like you're trying to work with somebody and little ones are distracted. So you have buckets where only certain toys are there uh-huh. that you only bring out when you're doing school with the other ones. Okay. So when school is over, those buckets are put away. So it's something for them to look forward nice. to. Keeps something it fresh. different. Yeah. yeah. You know, that can change. You can change what's in the bucket. Um, but it's something different. Yeah. We did busy bags. We yeah. Had little bags. But I mean, same, yeah, same, same idea, principle. Right? Yeah. And I'm surprised she didn't say it first. Uh, meal planning. Oh, well, I have planning on here, but <laughs> okay. I was going to say first, which you already said was chores. Make your kids yes. do some work. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you know, unload the dishwasher. I don't have to do everything. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they're not going to like it, but too bad. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and it's and it's good for them. Yes. yes. Because yes. you, you know, it was interesting when you were saying about Vivian, about how, well, I think it was one of you who was saying it, but it doesn't matter, you know, clean. You, you know, yes, you're going to need to clean up and let them do it, right? What do we, when you only have two children, <laughs> I feel like it's easier to say, I'm just going to do it because I want it to be done right. 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 Well, I, that's I a bad thing. I want to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but people they don't first. Learn. People, people first. first. People yes. first. Yes. Um, <laughs> also, we only, we change, I know a lot of people change uh, chores every week or every month. We do it once a year. Oh, mastery is our goal That's there. so good. Uh, you are on it for a year. And by the end of the year, they're ready. Or five years. For a well, change. I, no, I, no so not five. Good. Not five. In my house. Yeah. <laughs> You're still on your uh, chore chart from 2010. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we only do it once, once a year. And then uh, we, and we have daily wow. and weekly chores. Oh, wow. Okay. And because I'm a neat freak, we have most of our homeschooling time book learning into Monday through Thursday. Hmm. Friday is chore day. Yeah. Play dates, field trips, projects. That sounds so good. That kind of stuff. Can I just oh, say, wow. so if I was the dishwasher, let's say, I would be the dishwasher for a year. For a year. And I actually love that. And <laughs> I usually, I we usually do it in the beginning of like August or so. And then the child that's on that will train the next one. Ah. So, and we do double, we do top rack, bottom rack. Because, you know, we at some point you run, we run out of um, jobs. Yes. That's exactly what happened. We have our, so many. Our kids, our older kids were like, why do they get to split that in half? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So, and then, yes, planning, meal plan. I am a yearly yeah. planner. I oh. plan my whole school year out. She knows what she's having for breakfast in December. No, that's not not (laughs) quite that far. Not quite that far. But we did when my kids were really little. We don't do this anymore. But when they were really little, we had a two week rotation and it was on the refrigerator. uh, Macaroni Monday, taco Tuesday, you know, just because I'm not thinking of something every day. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. forget it, you know, so. But yeah, routines and planning and it's just sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. 
Is well, it? <laughs> I mean, it really is. This Vivian's thing. really because nodding. I feel that. like for us, you know, I wanted to be that mom, and it would start off great. It would start off good. The the menu looks great, and then like let's just fast forward to right now tonight. I mean, I let's be real. My kids still live at home, eighteen and twenty, and they they went to Great Harvest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's healthy. It's Great well, Harvest. And my, like my yearly homeschool plan. Yeah. Like I do, I ever stick to it entirely? No, but I don't have time to do it weekly. Did you ever have a time to do it weekly? Weekly planning? You are my idol when it comes to meal planning. <laughs> like I just, I meant like school planning too, though. Oh, school planning weekly. Oh, I know. I love to master plan. I love to do yeah, the like the, I do the, the big range. picture. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't stick to it, it's yeah. but the menu planning. Let's get back to that. So here's the thing: is for for us, it was well. I might write down chicken noodle soup, but in all reality, I was probably the worst one. Like I'm not in the mood for chicken noodle soup <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's true. Or you didn't defrost stuff. Uh, yeah, yes. but did you stick through it? Uh, the, I mean, like, did you just eat it anyway because it was on the menu and you were like, well, no, sometimes. This is the menu. But you know, sometimes yeah. we went to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, that costs a lot when you have yes. a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, it's, you know, you, yeah. you have to weigh, is it worth $80 to go oh, out and eat? Or you when you spend a hundred. French fries, extra large, <laughs> and you split them between no. all the kids. Uh, Wendy's four for four? Like, that's oh. a deal when you have teen boys, <laughs> yes. let me tell you. Yes, the dollar menu is yeah. amazing. There you go. Boy. See? Wow. Yeah. No. Those are our I mean, I tricks. Use the dollar menu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it costs a lot. So, you know, you feel guilty when you're like, yeah, oh, you I got to go out, you yes. know. But yeah. my thing is defrosting. Mm-hmm. I can defrost. I have to <laughs> be way ahead of the game. <laughs> I've never been one of those people, though, that, like, make a bunch of freezer meals. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. always... So your menu planning is not that detailed. No. Okay. no. Because, you know, that's just, I mean, I don't want casserole. I mean, talk about not wanting to see, you know, I don't want a casserole every day or a soup every day. And that's right. what freezer stuff is. No. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And wow. don't feel like you have to plan. Okay. That's true. So survive, guys. Okay. But if you're a mom with a lot of kids, yes. it does help you. It does. Yeah. It really you should. Plan. You can tell the difference. Yes, you can. The yeah. stress level between like I bet I don't know three thirty and six o'clock uh, at night goes way down. I'm sure if you know what's on yes. the menu. Yeah, and it's crazy. Let me tell you, when you have that many children, write it down somewhere where they can see it. And even though I do this, mm. they still ask me every day, <laughs> six times. What's for dinner? <laughs> oh god! Sometimes I yell, "We're having spaghetti!" Yeah. <laughs> just so you all know, like, don't ask me over and over. Like, I, we get asked things the same question. I, I was somewhere times. yesterday, and I can't think where I was, but they had the dinner bell. Oh, that, we had a dinner bell too. I want the dinner bell. Like, is it? it you know, yeah, twenty eighteen. It's okay, kids. Come on. When we well, when we lived in Arizona, our kids like spread out all over the I neighborhood, and we did. We have we have big cast iron bell, and we'd ring it, and uh, sometimes the neighbor would go, "What's for dinner?" That is dreamy. That is dreamy. It was fun. That is. Fun. I got to put that up at the new house. Do it. <laughs> what about your husbands? How were they involved? What do they have any advice for homeschooling families that are large families? Well, I will say my for my husband, he's not really involved on day-to-day curriculum choices, mm-hmm. teaching, whatever. His biggest contribution has been emotional support for me and financial support for the family. Amen. I mean, without that, it couldn't happen, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Both of them. Uh, yes. I mean, families with a lot of kids, it takes a lot of money. 
Yeah. Homeschooling families, your one income. Mm-hmm. He's doing both the large family and the homeschool family. It's a big right. load to bear and he does it well and still comes home at the end of the day singing a song as he comes in the door and Aww. what'd you all do today? And there's days when I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. Or somebody's Aww. falling behind. Don't worry about it. We'll make it up some other time. Mm-hmm. So that emotional support is what's really important. And well, I wouldn't have all these kids if it wasn't for him. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of his fault <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> true. Very true. But which is his, why he's so supportive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but his, he had, he wants to be on a podcast. So if you need another guest, oh, let me know. Right. Uh, he was, is, he, he's a podcast guy. And he was so jealous, but okay, um, we, we are not even kidding you. <laughs> we do. And we want yes. to reach out to dads yeah. too and okay. let them know, yes. Hey, homeschool men do this all, all the time in one way, shape or form. You know, but so. I think his advice could that. be summed up with just trust your wife. Mm. I mean, if she wants to do something different, let her try, you know, that's good. If you fall behind with one kid, it'll be made up. It's okay. You know, just, you know, with the more you have, sometimes you're really concentrating on one and another one kind of falls through the crack for a little while. And, you know, my nine-year-old, I will get to some stuff when the other ones are gone. (laughs) We'll make it up. This is true because then that one will be the only one Yes, I mean, at some point I'll be able to fully concentrate on her and she's going to be like, the last three years of school are terrible. (laughs) But... So I'm sure you have some more to add. I do, but those are so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, my husband's been very supportive all along the way. And you you need that. It's super important. But Dan also really does well on the spontaneous. Hmm. So, you know, whether it's me asking for like help or an explanation or he sees an opportunity um, and runs with it. And so those are really great ways that he's um, helped out and just being like, oh, we could, let's do this lesson now, you know, and mm-hmm. he explains something and takes something apart. And, you know, he's been really good with that. He always wanted to do more, but it mm-hmm. didn't, didn't pan out. Um, obviously, they also serve as a principal. Yes. So um, <laughs> that's how they support us, really. Um, so when things are really not going well, we need that backup. And mm-hmm. so... He definitely. Wait till your father gets home. Yes. Wait till the principal gets home. Yes. Or the principal's on the phone. You uh, need to come and talk to him. Um, we both signed a diploma. Yes. Yes. Know? We both signed the diploma. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Because they're, they're they're definitely involved. Yeah. Without a, without a without a doubt. And Dan also had um, degrees from in biology, chemistry, and computers, mm. and so that helped when I would be. I can't understand this. <laughs> and, you know, so he would jump in and, you know, be able to give me a little hand that way. I did ask him just for his advice, like, what would he say? And the first thing he said is, don't let your quiet kids fall under the radar. Huh. And it's easy when there's lots of them to pay more attention to that which is the noisiest. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, an, a need not just noisy kids, but, you know, the thing that's presenting itself Mm -hmm. as the noisiest. And he felt like we have to be intentional to engage each of these kids and particularly the quiet ones and figure Mm -hmm. out what, where are they? What do they need? Are we missing something? Mm -hmm. So that was the first um, thing that came to his mind. Um, He also reiterated that character and knowing your kids are loved are more important than education. Yeah. You know, that when it's all said and done, 
they will be educated. Yes. Yeah. You know, right. they, they can will read, be educated. Right. They can learn anything they want if they know how to read. <laughs> exactly. Right. So yeah. <laughs> they will be educated. But you want to have kids with strong character. You want your kids to know that you love them, mm -hmm. um, that you're proud of them, and that when they leave, that they have that foundation. That's super important. And yeah. education can always be garnered. Mm -hmm. You can always get more education. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you only have a window. Or the others and so take advantage of those yeah windows. that's good well our listeners enjoy hearing about the lives of homeschooled graduates so what are your adult kids up to these days well I only have one so I'll go first because okay. you're gonna take the majority yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mine just graduated last May uh, my oldest son and he is uh, working at Walmart and going to school uh, online college and Walmart is funding most of the bill he pays a dollar a day wow so wow. he is he's still living at home and saving his paychecks and not paying much for college and what's he going for right now he's doing business administration but okay. he has dreams of getting a master's in library science because he loves books so much oh you did your <laughs> so, job exactly it's a win it's a book lover so yeah well you know and I said well at least you know, get your undergrad and yeah. see you know maybe if you want to work for a little while and think about it or whatever yeah so, yeah he's um that's what he's doing so good all right Vivian the rundown okay so I do have <laughs> six graduates woohoo so we, as a family, did not put an expectation of four-year college on our children. So that's important to know when I start off with where are my kids at. We just said, if you desire to do something post-high school that would require a four-year school, then we'll talk about it. We'll figure out a way to mm -hmm. you know, get you down that path. So one of our focuses was try to keep our kids out of debt. Mm -hmm. So we feel like it's really important to be able to get into adulthood without being saddled with yes. debt. So, so just that's our backstory. So you have that. Um, so our oldest got a technical diploma from the community college um, in town in the office professional mm -hmm. segment and worked a variety of different jobs and improved her skills in that way. Uh, she is married. She lives in Kentucky, moving to Vermont soon. Um, her husband just graduated from seminary. So they are basically getting into the ministry. Mm. Uh, my second oldest, she bounced around on a number of different things in the community college and got a EMT, a CNA. But she's really done a lot of variety of jobs, but not in those fields. So she has been bouncing around a little bit. She lives um, on her own. And she loves to travel. So mm -hmm. she's been able to work jobs that have given her the opportunity to go to China and Europe and mm -hmm. Chile. Wow. And she would like to get to every continent. So that's her wow. big goal right now. Um, our third born graduated with a two years associate's degree in digital media technology. He's still not quite launched and, you know, trying to figure things out. In yeah. Life. Fourth one. Definitely not interested in further education. So she just went straight into the working world. Mm -hmm. And um, she is out on her own. And our twins, it's summer. They just graduated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of them is uh, headed to the same community college for a two-year degree in architectural technology. Um, busy working this summer. And the other twin is working full-time at a summer camp. 
mm-hmm. and has so many interests in life. <laughs> I do not know where he's headed, um, <laughs> but he will probably take a year off and, and work and just keep praying God directs him because has a lot of interests. Ah. Uh. Yeah, the whole idea that we have to have our lives figured out at age right. 18. Yeah, no, right. grief. I think that's a new thing with well, this. I don't Even I, if you do, it's going to change. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, even if you think you do. Yeah. I mean, I was told and I thought I had it all figured out and I'm not doing anything I, that I thought I was going to be doing when I was yeah. 18. No. Are you kidding me? And I, and I was a planner. I had it all planned out. I was going to be work. an astronaut. Mm, I was going to be a veterinarian. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I, I was going to go to the Air Force Academy. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. my goodness. Oh, join oh. the Air Force ROTC. I'll have to show you my picture sometime. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's pretty fun. <laughs> I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> and I'm not a physical therapist. I'm I not wanted. a veterinarian. What aren't you, Jenny? <laughs> I'm not as bad as I used to be. <laughs> I think that's a song. <laughs> it might be. Should, the Lord surprised me. Let me tell you, he is good. He does good continually. And I say that with all my heart because I couldn't have asked or even imagined this life, this blessed life, literally. So it's outstanding. Yeah. When I got married, I, uh, Dan and I talked about like, you know, how many kids are we going to have? And yeah, our first, our first conclusion was we were going to have two and adopt two. <laughs> and after we had two, we looked at each other and we're like, oh, how do you, how do you just stop like that? Yeah. <laughs> that would be really difficult. <laughs> well, that's the so. thing I say to Joel. I, I said, babe, why? Did, why did we just stop at two? Like we, it never even was a thing on our radar. Like we just, maybe because yeah. I come from two. Yeah. And the cat and dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. And for him, he was kind of the only child. He has, um, you know, stepbrothers, sisters, but Yeah. I think, oh, I talked to you guys and think too bad we just didn't keep going, but it all worked out great. That's so right. That's right. Ladies, do you have any parting thoughts for us that we haven't covered? Well, the only thing, I say this to new parents, and it works for homeschool parents too, mm. you're going to have bad days. Yep. Amen. But Amen. You don't always have bad, really bad days right in a row. Mm. So just get done with today. <laughs> just finish today and start again tomorrow. <laughs> like, Really, just get through today. Like, don't worry about the next day or the next day. Just get through today. Mm. <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you think, okay. I'm not going to make it till tomorrow, but just get through the day. Yeah. I don't know if I have any more parting thoughts. I feel like I covered a lot of things, but um, I can say that 27 years, six kids, six graduated, it was worth it. Mm. It was worth it. And you can't ever get back that time. So the more time you spend with your kids, the more you have a chance to influence them. And you have a chance to guide them and support them. And if they were in school, I don't know how many hours that would have been, but it would have been a lot of hours that I was not with my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would not want anything else. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us and listeners. We thank you so much for tuning in. You heard it here. You are the very best teacher for your children. Don't let the world show you or teach you anything different because it's not truth. The truth is that God called you to be the parent and you're able, whether you have two children or whether you have 20 children, (laughs) you're the very best parent. 